What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Log On Games podcast for Friday, November the 10th. On this episode, we are going to be talking about Grand Theft Auto's next game, Sony. Um, they had their earnings report. They talked a lot about their live service games and things that are happening with that. And we got a new Steam Deck version coming. Uh, Tank pre-order start next week. So we're going to talk about all that with me today. You can find him at X user X. We have Matthew with us on the podcast. There you go. Ooh, that was loud. What's cracking? Oh, you know. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. That's all I got. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, nah, video game wise, it's been uh um I've been missing you. You you keep uh giving me give me sending me PlayStation invites to play Overwatch when I'm not on, and then when I am on playing, you're not on. So we just keep missing each other. We need to do some more Overwatch together because I got to get that Hanzo skins. Love me some Hanzo. Um, I don't know if you know this. So BlizzCon was last week. I didn't mm-hmm. put any of this on our things. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, um, and there's a there's a pretty good handful of Overwatch changes coming. One of them is you can earn past Mythic skins at any time in the battle pass. So I think it's probably like a Halo Infinite situation where you just kind of pick which Halo Infinite skin you want to un- or which uh, mm, uh, mythic skin that you want to unlock. And right. so if you do the battle pass, you'll get it or something. Well, that's know. cool. So but, it's kind of like Halo Infinite, except for the game's better. <clears throat> exactly. But uh, <laughs> so if you don't get the Hanzo skin this season, there is you can't unlock it. And next, I hope season, I, so. I hope I do. I um, you know, I did the Twitch thing and got the the bonus mm-hmm. five levels or whatever i've been playing some so i still got a ways to go but I've, i actually have enjoyed it this season more than i have in a while yeah i've been playing so the crap out of it so it's in a good spot yeah keep sending me those invites we'll get together they have uh, sure. they're also doing uh redoing basically how they're doing ranked next season it's kind of some somewhat going back to what it was with overwatch one um you don't have to do like the placement games or the five wins before you see what happens or anything like that. So interesting. They also showed off uh, two new or three three new characters. So the next character is a tank, which was playable for like a day uh, for BlizzCon stuff. That's the big and Samoan then, dude or whatever. Yeah, and then next next one is either there's a healer and a damage character they announced. Well, I don't know which one's okay. the next one. Anyways, we want to welcome everybody to the Log On Games podcast. This is a weekly show in which our hosts discuss a variety of gaming news topics from new games, big announcements, events, and more. New episodes upload every Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you want to listen to your podcast at. And you can watch us at youtube.com slash at Log On Games. If you're watching us, hit that subscribe button for us. Wow. Yeah. <coughs> Okay. Helps us out. <laughs> if we get, if we get to one million subscribers in the next week, I will give away fifty PlayStation Fives. How about that? I think we're at like uh-huh. one hundred and twelve right now. Uh, so. Okay, sure. There's a lot of big numbers going on there. <laughs> I mean. 
if you're listening to this, watching this, <coughs> and you got some pull, you know, you might give yourself a free PS5. Um, this episode PS6. is brought to you by Zencaster.com. That is where we record our podcast at. We record it. Um, how I do it is I rec- we record all audio and video on Zencaster, and then I go into Logic and edit it up a little bit, and then I also upload it using Zencaster. However, you can also do production on Zencaster. So if you uh, don't have anything but a computer, you don't have any software or anything like that, and you want to start a podcast, uh, you can do everything from Zencaster.com. Um, and if you are doing a podcast on something else and you want to simplify your life, because this guy right here is a simple boy and I like to make my life as easy as possible. So that's why I use Zencaster. Um, but if you are interested, you can go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code logon games. That's no spaces, all lowercase logon games, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any paid Zencaster plan. You can follow us at Logon Games everywhere. We have link trees points us points you to, to things. But we actually had a somewhat busy week of nice. news. I was um, just going to say though, real quick about Zencaster. I just like while Andrew was giving that ad read, I was running around getting my water bottle and going and getting a drink and all that kind of stuff. And I was just thinking, I sat back down. If I would have gone and done all of that after we finished recording this episode. All my stuff would be uploaded in high definition to you, looking well, looking great, sounding good, all synced up by the time I got back. That's how quick it works when you're done. It's awesome. I'm shooting. I'm sending a text. To who? Jeff. (laughs) Jeff Keeley? I wish. Um, No, but for some reason, I was thinking the Game Awards was like, midway through december but it's at the beginning of december mm-hmm. and we're going it's on vacation up. we're going on vacation for emily's 30th birthday and i was like oh no i'm not going to be here for game awards but we leave like the next day afterwards so be able okay, to do so all of our live reactions and stuff yeah yeah we'll do speaking it speaking of the game awards kind of maybe first news item this comes from rockstargames.com Next month marks the 25th anniversary of Rockstar Games. Thanks to incredible support of our players worldwide, we have the opportunity to create games we are truly passionate about. Without you, none of this would be possible. We are also grateful for you sharing this journey with us. In 1988, Rockstar Games was founded on the idea that video games could come to be as essential uh, to culture as any other form of entertainment, and we hope to have created games you love in our efforts to be a part of that evolution. We are very excited to let you know that in early December, we will release the first trailer for the next Grand Theft Auto. We look forward to more years of sharing these experiences with you. Thank you, Sam Hauser. So beginning of December, December the 7th, is the Game Awards. So I assume that's where this is going to be. Yep. Two things. One, <laughs> it says 25th anniversary of Rockstar Games, and it feels like the 25th anniversary of Grand Theft Auto V. So it's about time. It's true. Uh, it's, it's, it's only been- going to come out with. It's been that long. <laughs> it's been a long time. Uh, second thing, I feel like this is going to be some sort of Sony exclusivity. I don't think it's going to be an exclusive just to the PlayStation or anything like that. But like maybe they get it early or I don't know. Like they'll get the better deal out of the two for a couple of reasons. One, they've worked with them before in the past. And two, they're doing the Sony thing of just being like, okay, here's a blog post. It's true. <laughs> and and that's so, the thing. I know. It's super Sony-like. So, I uh, interesting. 
my Twitter feed is a lot of either people that love Xbox and hate PlayStation or love PlayStation and hate Xbox. So I don't really yeah. know a lot of what's true and what's not. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's certain people that you can kind of tell that I follow that are unbiased and just like give facts and stuff. Right. But there are there I've seen rumors circulating that the PlayStation 5 Pro is supposedly lining up with the next Grand Theft Auto game to be like bundled. There's also rumors like after uh Xbox bought Activision Blizzard and everything that PlayStation is wanting to buy something and they might just buy Rockstar games. But who knows if that's actually true or not. But what's, what's I mean Rockstar <laughs> How much well, they have that, partnered how, with them in the pa- they have partnered with them in the past on stuff. Like so. How much would that cost? What's the what's the going rate for Rockstar? I don't know. I mean, you're basically buying Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead, so pretty pretty beefy boys. And bully. Um, my only thing with this is that it says the next Grand Theft Auto and doesn't say Grand Theft Auto Six. I'm wondering if it is actually Grand Theft Auto 6 or they are like, uh, I think more so than ever, Grand Theft Auto 5 was almost like a live service game. Just like, Oh, it, it as, was a live service game. But they added online and stuff. Which I've never been a Grand Theft Auto person, but that live service type stuff made me almost play it a couple times in the last decade or however long a game has been out. I would say so I this, agree with you. It almost made me. Not quite, but almost. So if they come out with this and they're like, yeah, there's going to be a campaign and a story, I'm sure. But like Grand Theft Auto Online is going to be Grand Theft Auto Online for like years to come or whatever. I might be, mm-hmm. might dive into it and just see what the dealio is. Either way, uh, a lot of people are going to be tuning into the Game Awards, I assume. Or I guess it's possible that they like show a trailer before the Game Awards and then at the Game Awards show a different trailer or do a different announcement. Over like a release date or something. I don't know. Sometimes it happens. Right. <laughs> hmm. Any other thoughts from you on on uh, GTA? No, it's just you know, <clears throat> I, I don't know. You, you you and I both we've never really been big GTA people. Um, but I, I'm with you. Some of the online stuff has made me consider, mm-hmm. and um, I would assume. It's not going to, I mean, maybe it is six, but I would assume it's going to be like GTA something. They'll name it something else. And maybe it'll do the, uh, the, um, smash, smash brothers thing where it's just like, this is the one that is just going to run forever and it'll be whatever. Yeah. For lack of better, whatever Grand Theft Auto Ultimate or whatever they end up calling it. Yeah. I can see that. For sure. But we mm-hmm. don't have to wait too much longer. We are less than a month away from the Game Awards, so I assume that's when they're going to do it. So. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, next story. This comes from GameSpot.com. And this kind of directly, I don't know if anybody saw, uh, we had a commenter on our last video that kind of came at us, Matthew. Came at us a little bit. I did see uh, that, and I didn't agree with their take. Um, so this story kind of directly involves that conversation. Um, but we talked about it last week. Last week was our, our, you know, all the stuff that was going on with Bungie and Destiny. Mm -hmm. We got the, we assembled the Destiny crew together and we talked about 
what the heck is going on and what it means for like the bigger Sony kind of picture of, you know, if Bungie's the one that was supposed to be the live service helper and they're in the situation that they're in, that might not not be the best case, but you can go listen to that. It's up. Uh, This comes from GameSpot. Sony has announced plans to reevaluate its big push into live service gaming, reducing the numbers of games that it originally planned to release over the next couple of years. The original goal was to have 12 live service games running by the end of 2025 financial year or the end of March 2026. Sony has halved this forecast and says it wants to focus on delivering high quality games. This is a direct quote. We are reviewing this. We are trying as much as possible to ensure these games are enjoyed and liked by gamers for a long time. COO and CFO Hiroki Toki said in an earnings call via VGC. (coughs) Of the 12 titles, six will be released by fiscal year 25 or financial year 25. I don't know what that is. Uh, That's our current plan. As for the remaining six titles, we are working on that. Um, that's the number that's the total number of live service and multiplayer titles in mid to long term we want to push this kind of service and that's the unchanged policy of the company it's not like we stick to certain titles but game quality should be the most important thing mm-hmm. <laughs> we talked a little bit about this last week not that they are going to cancel any of these live service games but it was a little fishy yeah. having you know Jim Ryan was kind of the one that somewhat spearheaded this idea. He, him stepping down and retiring, Bungie having layoffs, Bungie mm-hmm. Destiny being at the least total amount of players it's ever had ever, make you kind of question, well, Bungie's farting around right now, and they're the ones that are looking at these live service games, specifically like The Last of Us, and they're like, nah, that ain't it. Well, maybe mm-hmm. it is it, you know? So there's been a lot of smoke and a lot of little trails that like maybe they might think once or twice. And then there was uh, some articles coming out from like Jason Schreier and some other people that were like, yeah, they're, they're reevaluating their live service uh, like push yeah. or whatever. So now seeing this, I mean, it's good news. We're going to take, I assume they're like, we're taking six of the best ones and we're doubling down on them to make them actually good instead of just trying to pump out well, pump out a million of them and kind of just throw in twelve darts and hopefully one of them sticks. All right, yes. take a little, take it a little bit more seriously. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And you know, I've, I'm sure all twelve of those games, or at least m- most of them, will come out in some shape or form. But you know, maybe some of those turn into, you know, just a single player or a co-op game instead of a you know, game of service kind of deal, which let's be honest, that's what PlayStation does better than anybody else. So, Mm -hmm. um, that was my only, my only, um, really big drawback of them leaning so heavy into games of service games is the number. Like they said, we want like 12 is a lot. And the problem with that is that you can, you know, you can hurt yourself by, this game didn't do as well as we wanted it to do. Well, that's because your other two games are taking all the players. And so like the game of service games really require people to invest time in and money, obviously, but I don't think it's a bad thing at all. And I think if you come out with these six or if they come out with three or four or five and it's whatever, then they go, okay, this is, 
we definitely need to come out with more of this stuff. I think they're going to come out with more of that stuff. Or if they get to the point where they're like, okay, I don't know. It just seems like a good, happy medium to where they have the freedom to pivot in either direction if they need to. Yeah. And there was rumblings that maybe some of these studios that are doing them didn't want to, or maybe they felt like they were being forced to. I don't know if any of that's true or not. Mm -hmm. Um, But if it is, then it looks like this might be a situation where it's like, oh, yeah, we were going to... Insomniac was rumored to be doing a multiplayer game, but, you know, maybe we just focus on Wolverine and Spider-Man three or whatever, you know, since that's what they, you know, if that's what they want to do rather than forcing them to do some sort of multiplayer game or something. Or Avengers two. I'm just saying, let's go. Like they could fix some things and that would be a baller game. Um, But yeah, I mean, you and I play a lot of, we play a little bit of everything for the most part. We play a lot of games of service games and the majority of games of service games that we play we're on for two weeks and then we're out. Um, mm-hmm. There's 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 a handful that will hold you for a while. You're always going to go back to Destiny, right? We're always going back to Rocket League. We're always going back to Overwatch. There's there's like three or four <laughs> games that that you really have room for that you'll really invest that time and keep going back to and back to and back to. Yeah, but ten but or the game twelve has to be games. <laughs> yeah, it does. So I'm saying ten or twelve games of service games. That just sounds to me like. You know, there's a bunch of those games that we're gonna we're gonna play a, a crap ton for two weeks or a month, and then we're out. And then I'm yeah. not buying your new, you know, levels, skins, season passes, whatever. You really yeah. need. I would think, from Sony's perspective, you need like one and a half of those a year, like two some years, one some years, where it's just like this is the thing. Everybody's you know for five months, we're all been playing you know this whatever shooter game or whatever. Yeah. Um, it just kind of makes sense. Um, yeah. Like with rocket league, like it's been out forever and we've never really bought, like we, we bought crates and keys when that was a thing. Kind oh, of. We bought, we, we probably gave them hundreds of dollars. But I, know we I would say like in the last three to five years, like we haven't really bought, us and our the people we play with like any we haven't really bought the battle pass we haven't really bought a battle pass yeah i mean if there's a car that real like when the james bond car came out i got that but that's Mm -hmm. like you know very few real money has been spent on rocket league and they really haven't changed anything about the game at all not really haven't changed any of the game modes or anything like that but we play it consistently a lot Mm -hmm. so and that's the most important part. Like if the game's fun, everything else can work work itself out. Yep. Like even in the Rocket League days, where microtransactions were just like they are now, which is like crazy. Dumb. I'm not spending twenty five dollars for a goal explosion. You know, this mm-hmm. is not happening. We don't have to, and it, and it doesn't really matter that much. You know. No, but to be fair though, we would spend money on it if they would adjust some of their crap. It's true. If that really cool rocket explosion or, or goal explosion was four dollars instead of twenty five, I actually might give them four dollars. Yeah, same. same. But there's a, and also side note, I know I listened to last week's episode, <clears throat> and there was a little bit of talk about like maybe there's an upcoming window for somebody else to jump back in the console market, kind of thing. Yeah, that was, that that. was my soft prediction. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, but I will say that y- y'all had mentioned Apple and stuff. I would say to me, 
the most likely candidate to do that and be successful with it would actually be Epic. They already okay. are making, they're already making the engine. So it's just kind of like, Hey, here's, we just make the console that runs our engine. Great. And then make all the games in their engine. And they seem yes. to me like probably the smartest video game company out there right now. I think if you were going to, if someone was going to come into the console home console market itself and be successful, it either has to be one of two things. First of all, the company has to have just a crap ton of money. Yep. And one, they either have to have the money and wherewithal and everything to have really good first party games that would make people want to buy the console. Or you're somebody like Apple and you just come out with like just the highest spec ridiculous console you can possibly imagine. But make it, but still make it competitively priced. Like, hey, well, that's how you know it won't be Apple because they don't care. Correct. Too flying far. If Apple did it, it would price. be like three grand. Um, it would be, but, but it's also an iMac though. So you're like, okay, well, yeah. it's still three grand. <laughs> um, we're gonna talk about Valve in a second, but mm-hmm. they could do a home console. Um, yeah, maybe so. I just but, feel like well, everything Epic does right now is pretty much just bringing them cash, man. Like they're just raking in cash. All these games that are coming out um, on their engine, they're just bringing in cash. And so I just, I feel like they would do it and probably do it. Okay. So the three, I guess, so if there's six that's coming out before March, 2026, Mm -hmm. we know marathon's one of them. We Mm -hmm. know fair games is one of them. And I would assume this last of us multiplayer game is one of them still. Oh, hundred percent. 100%. 100%. Um, the, one of the developers came out and was like, yeah, I'm still working on that game is what he said. But he was like, he works at Naughty Dog and everybody knows he was working on the Last of Us multiplayer game. So you assume that that's three. I know they have 100%. that studio that's like all the ex-Call of Duty people that wanted to get together and make a first-person shooter. I assume that would be four. So, uh, but, we all, but we don't know, know, you know about all that stuff, so. Maybe we'll get one of those at the Game Awards yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I said this last week. If the Last of Us multiplayer game is just like a Division Remnant mm-hmm. something where it's like Outriders, whatever. It's like, listen, this is a 20 to 30 hour co-op game. And that's all it was. And Bungie was like, oh, that's not going to work. I didn't screw that. You know? Give me the 20, 30 hour co-op yeah, last I, of this game and just call it. I think what they kind of said was the game is even bigger than that. Like, I think it's a, I think it's a lot of that, a lot of hours. I do too. I just, I'm, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to see the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think <laughs> that would change. Like, if, especially them, like maybe they're just confused. Like, well, Bungie said this. These people said this. We were we thought what we were making was good, but now we we don't. I don't just show us a trailer with some gameplay, and then just look at the reactions. Yeah, I, if it, if there, if it, if we're like, oh, this game does look <clears throat> awful, then you can just scrap it and move on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if, there, get, if you show us and people are like, this looks awesome, then mm-hmm. that's all you need to know. Well, I get that Bungie is brought in to do that kind of stuff and to help out with that. And that's good. I'm actually glad that's the case. I think that's very beneficial for almost every game. Um, but at the same time, like 
if this game came out next month and didn't listen to anything <clears throat> Bungie said, not that anything Bungie said was wrong or whatever. I just, until Naughty Dog comes out with a bad game, I'm just going to assume it's a good game. There's no way. You know what I mean? I just, there's no way it's a bad game. <clears throat> like, it's probably not a 9 or 10 out of 10. Like, maybe that's not the case, but there's no way it's a 4 or 5. No, it would be surprising. No possible way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Neil Druckmann at Summer Game Fest said that we will hear more about it later this year, which might not be true anymore, but mm-hmm. maybe that's also a Game of the Word, uh, a Game Awards thing. Yeah. That's where we got The Last of Us and The Last of Us 2 announcements was at the Game Awards. So. Yeah. Well, the major the major issue that I have with games and service games, including what Bungie's done with Destiny, is I just don't feel like there is enough content, right? And like now you can jump into Destiny and there's a lot of content. I get that. But every new thing that comes out to me, there's just not and it's just not enough. Like a games and service game to me, it just feels like I want to grind this. And then you get to a point that's not that far into it. And you're like, well... I can just keep doing the same stuff I've been doing or <clears throat> do it all again. Or I don't know. It just, that, that's the difficulty of games of service games. And um, I don't well, know. I, mean, I would rather, I would rather them come out with six games with double the content than 12 games with regular, you know, I feel like that is the games. I know in theory, the games of service model is like, there's always something to do. But I feel like in reality, the games of service model is just like, here's our new season, come in and play it for two weeks. Here's mm-hmm. our yearly expansion, come in and play mm-hmm. it for a month. And that's basically it. That is the model. It's like, we just want to yep. get you in three to four times a year to play for one to two weeks so we can make our money mm-hmm. and keep going. Rather than yep. every week you log, like even in Destiny, it's like every week you log on, there, there is something it's like, all right, this week's double rewards for Vanguard. You're like, all right, I know I'm doing a bunch of strikes this week. And then the next week, it's like, oh, here's uh, freaking Trials, which is like, I don't play PvP, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to do it. But a lot of people are like, okay, cool. So technically, there is things happening. But I mean, even yeah. this past week in Destiny, they teased the next season, mm-hmm. um, which kind of made people freak out a little bit because you had to go into an old raid and do some stuff, which was pretty cool. But that's cool. <clears throat> we'll see. Which, by the It'll way, be- side note, it's not Bungie anymore, but um, Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, I just for content purposes, why they don't have a uh, I don't even know what they would call it a like um, playlist of the week or whatever it is, where they just pull <coughs> other people's stuff that has already been made on forge and be like hey you, hey you made a really cool map with a deathmatch thing whatever. that's going to be the thing of the week this week there you know i don't know saying? if it's a weekly thing but they do do things kind of like that like i've signed on a couple of times and halo infinite has i don't know if it like right now today but i know as since our last season launched like a week or two mm-hmm. ago there's been a stretch where they've had the most players since launch, which that's good. Whatever. I'm still waiting. They have the halo three, uh, event thing happening soon. Maybe mm-hmm. it's happening now. I don't think it is now, but it might be where it's a bunch of old halo three maps that they remade. Some of them are forged. Some of them are not. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
they're at least actively doing stuff. And I know people yeah. are the people that are playing it are liking it. And that was never Halo Infinite's problem. Like we talked about Rocket League, the game's just good. Halo Infinite, just the gameplay, the gunplay is good. Yep. It is. It just it's fun. Good. It's everything else, which is like the content. They have a lot of content now still, but it's like sometimes you sign on. Like I was talking to Andrew Monroe. Shout out to Andrew Monroe. About when the new season started, we wanted to hop on and just like look around and stuff. Yep. And I was like, why is there not still a ranked Slayer playlist? And he's like, oh, there is. It just like the the ranked playlist like rotate out every week or every two weeks. Like that. So yeah. you'll have like three or four of these ranked playlists this week. And then a week and a half, two weeks later, you'll have four different ones or maybe some of them are the same or whatever. It's so like sometimes you have ranked Slayer. So if that's what you want to play, you might be able to play it every couple of weeks. And I'm just like, that's stupid. There's just some things that just need to be permanent in the yep. game. Yeah. <clears throat> and used and to be I've, and had plenty of play. I've and, like six to ten of the playlists need <clears throat> to just always be there. I don't need Team Snipers to be a permanent playlist. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. don't need Infection to be a permanent playlist or whatever. Sure. Um, but, but I feel I like feel Ranked like, Slayer should be always oh, 100%. Absolutely. in the game. And Lone Wolf should always be on there just for people that don't are single player on there. But um, just to grab something from Forge, like I know um, Trackmania, right? Trackmania does a cup of the day every every day. And it is a user-created track that they've gone and procured and said, oh, this, this track's cool. We'll make this the cup of the day. And then people race and it's like a tournament and there's a winner, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Just to go on Halo to say... Go to Forge mode. Go in there and play some of the Forge things. Uh, oh, this is actually a really fun Warthog race. Let's make this the thing this week. We just do, here's the here's the Forge thing. This week. It's double XP if you do whatever the thing is for the week. Or yeah. here's a here's a cool, <laughs> uh, what's it called? Um, griff ball. Here's a cool Griff yeah. ball, man. Let's, let's just, this is the thing of the week. Like, you don't even have to make the content. All you have to do <laughs> is go in there and procure it. And look at, and that does a couple things. One, people are going to be always doing fun stuff. Oh, that's double XP. I'll do it, whatever for double XP. Right. And then two, you're going to make people in forge mode, start making some really cool stuff because it's not, it's not just now I want to goof around and do something fun, but it's like, Oh, if I make something cool, maybe they'll use it. Well, there is a, there is a, some people that made a battle Royale, uh, in forge and I've watched, I've seen some people on it. On YouTube, I haven't played it myself. But I've been watching people on YouTube play it. Right now, it's only like you can only go in alone, but they're adding teams in the future. So, how many people? Stuff like that. I think it's like thirty or forty, maybe thirty-two, probably. Okay. Um. Yeah, time will tell. Like mm-hmm. I said, the Game Awards is coming up. Remember, there was rumors for a while, especially after the kind of poopy PlayStation showcase that was earlier this year that, oh, yeah, they're going to do another one, and we never got one. No. So hopefully Game Awards uh, will have some some of these live service games or at least, like, gameplay for the Fair Games one that we saw earlier this year. Maybe we see The Last of Us. Maybe yeah. we see... I don't think we'll see Marathon again because, I, you know, supposedly that's been delayed internally. So we'll see, but... yeah. I wouldn't. I would assume you probably wouldn't see it this time. Last story of the day: Valve has announced. This comes from Gamespot.com. Valve has announced a remodeled Steam Deck model 
With higher quality display, better battery life, more storage capacity, and more, the Steam Deck OLED is uh, still being called is still being called part of the first generation Steam Deck family. So it mostly packs the same internal hardware specs as the LCD model, but it's been improved in almost every other way. The upgraded model comes in two different storage configurations, as well as a special limited edition model. It goes on sale surprisingly soon. Pre-orders begin November the sixteenth. Here are the the new stuffs. <clears throat> it has an HDR OLED display, um, which Valve brags makes it the first handheld to sport such a screen. I don't know how that works with the Switch OLED, but whatever. Since many games on Steam already have native HDR support, the new model uh, will be able to display these without further work or patches. As part on part of the developers, the display is also slightly larger at 7.4 inches up from 7 inches due to the smaller bezel and has a 90 hertz refresh rate up from 60 hertz. The 1 terabyte and limited edition models also feature anti-glare edged glass finish on the screen, which is a crappy looking screen. I don't know if you've ever seen them in person. Do seen not. Uh, the etched glass finish version. Oh, it's not it's the same like, as yours? No. It's like, uh, it almost looks like they put a matte finish over the screen. You know, it, yeah, I it, hate that. I hate that. It, it's, it helps with the glare, but boy, does it make your picture look worse, mm-hmm. color-wise, color-wise at least. Um, yep. <clears throat> HDR OLED, wide color gamut, pure blacks, improved, uh, more responsive touchscreen, large larger 7.4-inch picture, 90 hertz refresh rate, 1,000 nit peak brightness, which is up from 400 nits. 0.1 millisecond response time, more power-efficient, premium anti-glare edge class for the one terabyte and limited edition models. In addition to the OLED screen promising to be more efficient, a new model or the new model also sports a larger 50 watt hour battery, up from 40. This alongside this alongside the updated AMD APU that is said to contribute to better battery life. The announcement didn't give exact specs on how much this will improve battery life, but the prior uh, but with the prior Steam Deck, it varied greatly based on performance. So there's the people that have been playing this um, and have reviews and stuff out right now. Uh, IGN is one of them. I'm sure GameSpot probably has one. Mm-hmm. bunch of influencers and stuff like that. And on the IGN one, they did a bunch of battery tests. Uh, they did one, Cyberpunk, which is you know like a beefy game. They said on the old Steam Deck, they were getting an hour and a half basically of battery life. Mm-hmm. And on the new one, they got two and a half hours, basically an hour more. Mm-hmm. So at the end of it, I think they said the original Steam Deck, you know, is, says two to four hours or something like that. And they would say that this is like three to five. They said on some games, they were getting up to six hours of battery life, which is like awesome. Um, okay. Cool. So that's good. Um, it's a l- slightly lighter, 5% lighter than the LCD model, if you care about that. Um, the new model includes some under-the-hood changes to make it connectivity and downloads faster. Those include Wi-Fi 6E module, which can be used on the 6GHZ spectrum if you have supported router. You can hire me for your commercials, Valve. That's what I'll sound like. Uh, for simple people like me, Valve says that will offer download speeds that are two to three times faster than the LCD model. It's good. Um, there's a bunch of other specs and stuff on here, but basically that is everything what I just said. Um, all of it sounds good. 
the only thing that upsets me is that the there is no like cheap version of the OLED. So like there is the 512 gig OLED version, which is the smallest and cheapest one there is. And it's 549 for that. Then you have the one terabyte one, which is 649. And then the one terabyte steam deck limited edition that is 679. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, the LCD um, steam decks prices are being cut. A 64 gig Steam Deck LCD is will be now be 349. The 256 gigabyte one will be 399, which is a bigger because that one was 529 and it's going down to 399. So that's a good deal. It's a big, um, and then the yeah. 512 LCD version is now going to be 449. It's good. I think there are probably some more of those and they'll sell the OLEDs. Possibly. Um, I mean, we've talked about this for the switch for a long time. <coughs> and then when the steam date came out last year, it was awesome. It is awesome. Still to this day, they've made improvements over the last year. It's fantastic. I mean, it's the best mm-hmm. handheld out there period. It's just as far as handhelds go. Um, but battery life for me is always the number one thing. So just the fact that it has an hour to an hour and a half better battery life makes me want it. <laughs> Yeah, fair. I, I just, I, I've not ever had an interest in, in the Steam Deck. I still don't. That just doesn't make me want one. But for the people that are into it, I mean, cool. I don't see anything bad there. Um, I know playing Persona 5, I would probably get around three hours of battery. So mm-hmm. that makes me think I'd get like four to four and a half on this, which makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And then whatever yeah. new chip is in there supposedly makes it run quieter and... All that kind of stuff. So, mm. that, and it'll be interesting to see. You know, again, this kind of ups it a little bit for whatever the Switch Two or the next Nintendo Switch, whatever is going to be, as far as specs yeah. go. Like, I wonder if they, you know, do they come out straight with an OLED screen? Because if it's, I mean, not that it's going to really be competing with this anyway, because the games it's are not. different. But it's not, yeah. it will just be interesting to see. Valve also said, I don't think it's in this article. It might be, in a, it was in a different one that they are in the, the Steam Deck 2, like a sequel to the Steam Deck, mm-hmm. is in the works, but it's two or three years away because they want the technology mm-hmm. jump to be like a next gen kind of jump to it. So, mm-hmm. sure. So, if you, if you wanted to wait for a, a Steam Deck 2 or you, whatever, that information might be, might interest you. It interests me. There you go. There. Oh, any final thoughts before we end out this podcast? On <coughs> a little shorter one today. A little bit, but got to get back to playing football manager. You know, I am in the spider in the thick of Spider Man now. Mm-hmm. I didn't play for it for about two weeks. Um. Because I started playing Overwatch a whole bunch, which is part of it. But it just mm-hmm. got like crazy busy. And so like by the time I would actually get to sit down and play games, it would be like 12 or 1 a.m. And I'd be like, do I really want to start a mission or start Spider-Man yep. right now or just play a couple Overwatch matches and call it a day? Yep. But makes sense. Also, part of that was the I last saved on a MJ mission 
And so and you don't knowing like I have to go back. I don't it's not just the MJ it's anything that's not just playing Spider-Man. Like I don't want to get spoilery, but there are just missions, whether it's it's MJ, there's like three or four I think I'm probably like 70-80% done with the story at this point. Um and there's been like three or four different characters that aren't Peter Parker or Miles Morales that I've played as doing different things. And I hate all of them. (laughs) (laughs) It's obvious. Like I understand why they put it like, we can't just have, they want to like, you know, make you do something different or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I just too much. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to do any of it. I don't want to do any other characters. doesn't matter who the character is. It's like, Oh, you're playing one mission was like, you're playing this character now. And then like you do a thing with them and they're like, Oh, now you're playing this other character. I was like, I don't want to play any of these people. And it's been like an hour and I've been playing everybody except for the two people that are on the front of the box. But it's still good, right? Still good. Still good game. <laughs> um, just like swinging around the city and just doing whatever you see. It's like my favorite part of this game. Now, the story is good, but that's been like my favorite part. My dog's barking. Um... I really badly want to play Final Fantasy 16 and Alan Wake 2, so I hope those go on sale. Yeah, the Alan Wake thing intrigues me because I've just had everything I've seen about that game so far from a like gameplay perspective or from a, like the trailers and all this stuff. I'm just going to be honest. Like, I adore Resident Evil 4. That is a top five, definitely maybe top three favorite game of mine of all time. I have no interest in that game. I played the first one, and I didn't like it. So, Alan Wake. yes, I didn't like, yeah, like first, it. Was, it was very boring. It was just so slow. And Well, so, yeah, I will say, I but I mean, based on the reviews, mm-hmm. like, you're not wrong. And people that love Alan Wake, like myself and others, agree with you. That's how the yeah. first game was. It was clunky. The story was weird. Uh, but it was kind of like that cult kind of following behind it where it's just like it was yes. good enough. And, and kind of like the world was really cool. But... Everything I've seen on Alan Wake 2 is the exact, like, this yeah, I mean, is I, not only a really, really good game, but, like, people are like, yeah, this is my game of the year. Like, that's, that's how yeah, big of a game this is. And it may be. And I, I I hear a lot of that verbally from places, from people and, you know, reading articles and stuff. But in terms of, like, the actual gameplay and stuff that I've seen with my eyes, I go, I don't think this, I don't, I'm not, this does not make me want to play. And so I'm very, I just, I don't know, I'm curious. Sitting at an 89 on Metacritic right now. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, All right. Well, we're going to thank you all for listening. Again, you can find us at Logon Games. It will point you. We have a link tree in our bio to point you to anywhere you want to be. New episodes upload every Friday. Um, And that is going to do it for us here. We will be with you all again next Friday. See you. Oh, let's break it.